Cheers, everyone. I greatly apologize for showing up late. I got a new fancy camera, and I have no idea what I'm doing as I try to get it set up. But uh, just picked up a Canon EOS R10. Slick little deal, but I'm still learning how to use it. You guys know me. I'm not techie. I'm not photographer. I, I, I don't like playing around with any of this stuff. But nonetheless, we're trying to get her dialed in here for you guys, and I apologize for running late tonight. Without further ado, though, let's get right on into it. The Accelerated Fall of an Empire is tonight's episode. We're going to get into a full update, current events, cryptocurrency, greatest transfer of wealth in world history. I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. I appreciate all of you guys. And for those of you that are listening to this stream after the fact, quick reminder, uh, you can listen to the podcast as well on Spotify and Apple. So uh, make sure to check that out as well so you can listen to it on the go. <clears throat> I apologize when I'm coming to you guys. 740 here on the West Coast. I apologize. I know that you guys on the East Coast are tucked in sleeping, and uh, I, I do apologize. Now, if you missed the Twitter spaces last night, I also want to apologize for forgetting to record it. Well, I was just setting up my first Twitter space, didn't really know what I was doing, and apparently I didn't hit the the option to record the space. I thought that I did, but uh, I, I missed it on that one, and that is so unfortunate because we had uh, one of the best spaces uh, was the feedback that we were getting back from all the people, one of the best spaces that they've ever attended. And so make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter. We're going to be lining up these Twitter spaces. Uh, maybe we can do one once a week. I'd like to. And then I'm also going to be appearing on other people's Twitter spaces as well. We've had a lot of people been reaching out to get me on their show, doing you know their deal, whatever it may be, Twitter space, TikToks, uh, you know, just getting on other people's YouTube channel. And so uh, we, we will be doing that. And, and I'm super excited for what we got coming up, guys. Quick announcement. Uh, we have lined up a session here with Reggie Middleton. He's going to be coming back on the show. And then we also have uh, reached out to Fred Rispoli. I'm going to show you guys. He just launched a class action lawsuit against Coinbase for our Songbird and Flare. And uh, hopefully we can get Fred on the show sometime in the next week to help explain this lawsuit on behalf, a uh, class action lawsuit on behalf of all people that are in a similar situation who are unable to get their Songbird or Flare from Coinbase. So I'm very excited for what we got in the works for you guys. Crypto Disciple, thank you for that five spot. Twitter space was dope. T and Zach together. Absolutely, brother. It was lit. T went off, and it was actually my first time collabing with him. Uh, there was a gentleman named Jake that I, I had actually never met before who hopped up in there, and I didn't even realize that he was part of the committee too with Jimmy Valley and the XRP buyback committee. Uh, and so I got to connect with him for the first time and the session was lit. I, I mean, in tease, I've been hearing great things about tease and I hadn't really watched too much of them, but to get on a session with him last night and just chopping it up. And, uh, he's a guy that gets rocking and rolling. I mean, he he was lit up last night. And so I, once again, apologize. I'm so mad at myself for not getting that session recorded. That will not happen again. And, uh, we're just going to continue to get dialed in with some of the best content in the crypto space and then you guys know we're going to tie it all together for you guys it's not just crypto we got the accelerated fall of an empire we're going to talk about it all tonight the current events how it all ties together and the opportunity that we have right here to take advantage of god bless all of you for tuning in tonight let's take a look at this market before we get started so bitcoin's back up 21.3 ethereum just below 1600 and our xrp is at 38 cents now we start off right here from kim.com you are witnessing the accelerated fall of an empire. This year, expect major escalation with Russia and China for driving global de-dollarization. 
When the U.S. can no longer fund its debt with money printing, it will collapse under the weight of its current debt. It's happening now. This is happening in real time, folks. Check it out. Report from Gold Telegraph, breaking news. Saudi Arabia is open to discussions about trade in currencies other than the U.S. dollar. Let it begin. So it begins. Real estate update from Nick Gurley. This is scary. KB Homes, a large home builder, just reported a 68% cancel rate, meaning that over two-thirds of homebuyers walked away from their contracts in the quarter, leaving KB Homes with a massive pileup of inventory. Last year, the cancel rate was only 13%. So the devil is in the details of this real estate market. Now, some you folks out in the Midwest are just doing just fine with your real estate, right? But those in the high-flying markets, those that were speculative, those that didn't have cash flow, what do we always ask? The question for any investment in a business or real estate, does cash flow cover debt service? Obviously, with debt servicing now increasing, uh, with interest rates rising, we find out who the real ones are. Now, <clears throat> continuing on, two spot from JJ, I see you. Looking good, pimp, keep, keep crushing everything. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you. I hope that this is looking clean for you guys. Next one, real estate, macro alf. The only chart that matters for the housing market in 2023, who is the marginal buyer here? This is an annual mortgage cost as a percentage of household income. And we see that we're up back above 45% and approaching the highest levels ever, taking us back into the 70s, back into the 70s. And you know what they had to do back in the 70s to rein back in inflation. And it raised those interest rates damn near up to 20%, right? Kobesi letter, listings of new homes for sales is down 22% since last year to the lowest level on record. The average home is now being sold in 40 days, up 135% from 17 days in June. This all comes as housing market affordability just dropped below 2008 levels. The housing market is hurting. So we actually got to talking about this on our Twitter spaces last night. We were talking kind of more related to XRP crypto with T's. And then we transitioned to general wealth and talking about real estate specifically, uh, the pros and cons. We had people who you know were talking about that uh, you could maybe find better opportunity in the, in the stock market. And so it was interesting to get a little bit of a back and forth by people, some of my friends <clears throat> within my community that are doing real deals. And it was interesting to see how uh, they are, you know, basically making money in real estate in an up, uh, up economy in a boom and during these times and talking about the different strategies that they've been applying during bear markets and recessions to uh, thrive in the real estate asset class. Great stuff. Now, we continue to say uh, best opportunities are still a ways out. No, I haven't seen enough pain yet. Just like with crypto, we haven't cleaned out enough of the space. Same thing with real estate. And if, <clears throat> the big if, <clears throat> excuse me, is will the Fed pivot? Because if the Fed stays at this program, this program is going to squeeze the life out of real estate for many people. For many people, the affordability, you're seeing where it's at. It is getting tight out there. Now, don't, that's not to be confused with the opportunity for investing in real estate. We have people within our community and our Discord group and, and personal friends now that I've gotten in touch with who are still making money during this time. So just because the average person is going to see a decline in their real estate portfolio, uh, people are going to get wiped out. Some people won't make it. 
there are people, there are examples of those that are still making plenty of money, still cash flowing, still acquiring deals. And yes, they've made adjustments. <clears throat> and uh, there's plenty of opportunity. So for me, cash on the sidelines, real estate deals are coming online. And uh, they're only going to get better from here. If, if the Fed keeps this up, if the Fed continues the squeeze of, of America throughout the rest of this year, you know what's going to be coming for you guys. So be prepared. Massive opportunity. Now, what else could be coming for you, though? Massive layoffs. That's the unfortunate part about these recessions. Not everybody's going to be winning. Uh, Microsoft in talks to fire over 11,000 employees. Next, getting into our crypto situation, spiritual. European Parliament will not be voting on this in February as originally planned. This is the European Union's Markets in Crypto Assets, the MICA bill, is going to be delayed until April 2023. Now, my speculation about this, and maybe this is kind of silly, but uh, I, I really believe you look at everything that's going to be completed or ending by March, um, it, it just has me thinking that they're ready to launch a lot of uh, operations uh, coming coming this year. But we're not really going to see much taking place until the springtime. I, I, you know, many people have been speculating in the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit that we get a ruling from the judge by March. Right now, we see the European Parliament shifting. We saw uh, Swift. We saw the Europe, uh, Central Bank of England, right, the delaying ISO migration, and they've been announcing these delays. Guys, it, 2023 is underway. They're meeting back in Davos, and, and for me. They are they are setting uh, setting for the next stage of their operations, and that's going to include the CBDCs, and that's going to include passing this regulation. Once we get the regulation, they set us free, right? And uh, so they got to be very careful with how they do this. And obviously, they've been delaying and kicking this can down the road for a long time. But it's about time that we're going to get uh, markets and crypto assets regulation coming in the European Union. And then obviously we have some things here in the United States as well. Let's take a look here. Republican lawmakers push crypto regulation with new House subcommittee. And that right there is Patrick uh, uh, McHenry, I believe. I, I think his first name is Patrick uh, McHenry. And he's one of the he's one of the congressmen that Brad and team have called out as people that are trying to actually get something done. And so that's fantastic to see is that we finally have some lawmakers pushing crypto regulation with this new House subcommittee. And their first priority is going to be providing clear rules of the road among federal regulators for the digital asset economy. So that's very exciting to see. Now, next, I, I, I mentioned this. We're going to have Reggie back on the show. But Reggie's been putting out some very interesting tweets here as of late. His comments here on stablecoins. Stablecoins likely underpinned by my intellectual property. You know, Reggie's got the patents. Reggie's got the patents. Stablecoins likely underpinned by my IP, China's digital yuan used to buy securities for the first time. Report from Coindesk. China's digital yuan used to buy securities for the first time. So we're starting to see here the use cases for the CBDCs growing, the first purchase of securities taking place. Okay, but Reggie making his claim, making his claim very loud, and he's going to be coming back on my show, and I'm very excited to talk to him about the updated lawsuit. Uh, you know, obviously in the middle of litigation, you can't really speak on it too much, but I know that Reggie will have an update to share with us, hopefully as far as the lawsuit that he's filed against Circle. And then the lawsuit that he has against Coinbase as well. 
So Reggie uh, is a real one, and we're going to be bringing him back up onto the platform, and we're going to see what his take is on things. The other thing I'm going to do is I, I want to send over kind of and see if he's heard about this buyback concept at all, the buyback committee, and and see see what he thinks about it. As someone who's gone up against these entities and uh, had settled settled up, you know, with the SEC. And basically, you know, kind of had his project kind of taken over. And I mean, they took over 90% of the supply, basically, of his tokens. Um, so he's someone who's had to deal with this. And I'm interested to see what he has to say in regards to, you know, this buyback committee nonsense. Some call it nonsense. Some of us call it an insurance policy. To, you know, that's up to you to decide. But I'm interested to get Reggie's take on that. But then I'm also interested to get his take on the airdrops that, you know, we were supposed to get too. So uh that that's going to be you know coinbase one of the exchanges that's not participating in the songbird and the flare airdrop well they're telling us that they are they're they're saying trust me bro it's coming first half of 2023 with flare um i haven't heard any updates on songbird and so that's going to be interesting to get reggie's take hopefully he has some thoughts on that as well but just getting reggie into the conversation here at such a critical time when we know that the regulations are coming and um reggie opened our eyes to crypto patents and how important that's going to be in this space. Now, his claims are very bold. Um, you know, that, that a lot of the space, a lot of the stable coins, a lot of the exchanges are infringing upon his patent. So it's going to be interesting to see how far Reggie goes. I, like I said, after I interviewed him the first time, I, I, I just said he's a must watch in the space. He's someone that you have to watch and you have to see where he goes and how far he can get with those patents. Um, so we're going to be getting Reggie back on the show later this week. Really looking forward to that. Now, continuing on with the actions of the SEC, let me take one more sip of coffee, guys. Uh, it is almost 8 p.m. on the West Coast, but I did need a fresh cup of coffee to keep it rolling, baby. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Good stuff. Continue on. We have an update. Expect an initial SEC action against Binance, U.S., and Department of Justice to monitor the process and response. Larger, easy-to-prove Department of Justice action, anti-money laundering, Binance is hampered by concerns of geopolitical ripple effects. It's funny how many times we hear that, right? People using that term, the ripple effects that are being felt right now, right? But basically, this guy's saying that we're about to get an SEC action against Binance US and the Department of Justice is going to be monitoring the process and the response. And basically, they got their eyes on Binance is what this guy's saying. I don't know where this information's coming from, but uh, we've been waiting for something to come here against Binance. Obviously, questions of their solvency coming into play right now, but then also investigations being launched and uh, potential lawsuits, litigation on the way. Initial SEC action could be part of a crypto sweep taking place at the end of the month. So we have long stated here on this platform, I've said that the Ripple lawsuit settling up is going to be good for Ripple, most likely, but the rest of the space is not going to be getting a free pass after Ripple you know, you know, settles up their case because the rest of the space does meet the definition, the Howey test of an unregistered security. With the way that they conducted the ICOs in this space, the way that they did and used cryptocurrencies to fund basically their operations to complete out building out the technology, they do meet the prongs of the Howey test and they do meet the definition of a security. 
So the rest of the crypto space is not should not be cheering when Ripple wins. You know, it's going to have big impacts. And I do believe that we're going to have a quote unquote Ripple test. But I think that many people are confused into thinking that if Ripple wins, that everybody else in the space is going to be good. No, 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 no. Brad, Chris, and team have been some of the most transparent in the space, setting up offices in D.C., and they already settled with FinCEN in 2015. And then after that, they started doing KYC, AML, and they became a money service business. Everything was was done uh, and recorded after that. And they had clarity from you know FinCEN that XRP was a digital currency. So this is not going to be the green light for the rest of the space like many people think it's going to be. And this point right here about the SEC, they've launched investigations, now potentially about to launch a, a lawsuit against Binance, is going to be the start of, what did he call it? A crypto sweep at the end of the month. And I believe that that's what's coming. So while you know these guys are touting, right, and everyone's starting to get excited because we're going to see crypto regulations coming in the United States, you guys better go back and look at how your project conducted their ICO. How your project got its start. Now, uh, we're going to continue to watch that one next. And it's all coming out. To reiterate the point, the SEC is investigating VCs who invested in FTX. They are assessing whether VCs conducted their stated due diligence process. VCs are in a catch-22. If they did due diligence and still invested, then the due diligence looks insufficient and possibly negligent. Now, you're going to see this not just for the people that invest in FTX. I think you're about to see this with a, a lot of cases. I mean, there's some pretty prominent uh, syndicators in the real estate space that are, have class action lawsuits against them. W right now, the reality is, is that it's, uh, you know, it's easier, more easier than ever before to raise funds. And that's the problem, right? Is that you got a lot of bad actors raising funds and we already know what, what took place in the cryptocurrency space. And then we also understand right here, uh, the VCs are, are being looked into right now who invested into FTX. Well, that's just the start, right? Uh, we've already seen lawsuits filed against the Hex influencers. So they're going all the way from the influencers to the VCs to the people that were running these exchanges they haven't even gone after this. Well, they've started to go after the stable coins. We already know the Department of Justice and, and New York Attorney General has been after Tether and Bitfinex for years, and they've already had settlements, but they're still under investigation. Uh, but they're going after everybody, guys. This, I mean, this space still, I'm telling you, has a lot to go. On, on, on and I, I preface the bullish news. I preface the stuff that gets me excited with this stuff to provide clarity that it's not all sunshine and rainbows and not everybody's going to win and take off in the utility bull run that's coming post regulations post ripple versus sec settlement now let's continue on this is where it gets exciting though you guys want the good stuff here you go crypto made it into seven world economic forum congress sessions this year from just two last year Per Brad Garlinghouse, CEO of Ripple. So it looks like he did an interview with Axios. I'm super excited. We're going to get a bunch of press and media coming out from Brad and team. And there are a few other crypto projects that are at, um, at the World Economic Forum this year as well. But we now have crypto making it into seven of the sessions. So that is fantastic to see. Ben Armstrong, BitBoy Crypto, chimes in though. The Great Reset will not happen. Why? Because we know what's coming. 
The World Economic Forum is currently changing its strategy. They've realized they aren't powerful enough to broadcast their moves and still end up at checkmate. See, this is what's interesting to watch, guys, right? Because so many people have become aware of the World Economic Forum that you got, you know, even Ben talking about it in, in this way. This wasn't taking place in the space a few years ago, right? Uh, most of the crypto space was just trying to catch the pump. Now the crypto space, though, you heard it last night in my Twitter spaces and you see it every day on this platform. We are maturing this conversation, right? We're taking it to the legal political battle. We're taking it to the reserve currency conversation. We're, we're starting to understand how big these issues are, how many trillions of dollars we are in debt, how many trillions of dollars are getting settled on a daily basis, how, how many uh, trillions of dollars have gone missing and are unaccounted for. And how many quadrillions of dollars are in derivatives that all need to be reset and restructured? It's beautiful to see the conversation mature. And it's also great to see. And this was what is so refreshing on the Twitter space right now. Uh, last night, not having to really worry too much about the censorship. Allowing us to be over the target. You see now Ben Armstrong calling out the World Economic Forum. Calling out the agenda. And there's many people that are in the same camp that now talk about how their plans have been exposed, right? And there are people, there, there is, and I don't, I don't want to say the other side, but there's a different side of this uh, battlefield. Now, whether those guys are, are, are shining white knights that are going to come in and save the day, like Brad Garlinghouse and the people that I highly respect in this space that are trying to bring forward a level playing field, and I do believe are working on behalf of all people and not just the XRP community, but they want to see a better world. And I, you know, we just saw out of Ripple, like I, like I said, Monica Long put out a piece talking about data security, data privacy, and how it needs to be protected. And then we get the CBDC advisor for Ripple talking about how, you know, the censorship and control. And I showed you guys that. And, and so that's why I like to see them going to the World Economic Forum, because my hope, my prayer, and just the vibe that I get from these guys is that they do bring a, a balance. They, they do bring a balance and they are not looking to control our lives. So um, to, to, to add to Ben's point. We have a long ways to go. We have a long ways to go. And people are just now beginning to realize who these entities are that are working against us, right? I mean, no one knew who the Federal Reserve was just, um, you know, really just even a few years ago. I mean, I mean, still, the masses are distracted. But look at how many more people have woke up over the last two years. Oh, this journey started over 10 years ago for me. And it's now finally come full circle with... Uh, crypto digital assets in this new financial system, right? Um, but but getting tapped into these groups, these entities, these forums, these council on foreign relation, all these groups started 10 years ago for me. And to now see it hit mainstream and you see one side tries to pitch it as it's all good. And, and, and they're rolling out a great program for us. And... and the, the, the control that they're trying to implement into our lives is going to be fantastic and is going to protect us. And it's refreshing to at least have the platform for the other side that says, hey, this is America, uh, at least where I live, at least where I grew up, at least with the Constitution that I believe uh, is a nice little document that we should still respect. Um, we're not going to stand for this, you know, and, and so it is refreshing 
to have the conversation that we had last night on the Twitter spaces. And it is refreshing to, to see that we do finally have a platform where some free speech is being allowed, right? And now to see in the DC dance that's taking place, we see gridlock, but we see them flipping the situation upside down. And they're starting to do some investigations. Some truth is starting to be revealed. And that's a beautiful thing to see. But we have a long ways to go. And it is going to be up to us to take advantage of this opportunity. Because just because we understand that the World Economic Forum is a, a thing and working against us and the Federal Reserve, and we start to understand some of these things, unless we take action, unless unless we actually uh, you know, you know, have have the funds and the money to invest in these assets before they roll it over, we're we're just sitting back here watching the show and we're not gonna actually take advantage of the opportunity. Now I don't even know how this is possible, guys. Other than all the world's a stage, I don't even know how this is possible. But literally, the parable guy mountains from the So It Begins picture literally match up so closely. to I mean, the exact colors that they're using in Davos. So I don't know how you explain that. that it's just beyond me. I don't know how you explain that, but that's, that's the situation. Take, take for it what you want. Uh, then we have Stuart Alderati is a speaker at the blockchain hub in Davos. Ripple and Casper Labs together, like the XRP and Casper communities. Great to see that after many years of being supported by Kevin Cage and Ncash and whole XRP army. Yeah, I haven't looking, I haven't taken a look at Casper Labs, but shout out to Adrian Holmes for sharing this one with me. Stuart Alderati, that's the general counsel for Ripple, going to be speaking at the World Economic Forum. We love to see it. Now, Stuart chimes in today, and he's responding to a Bloomberg crypto article. An upcoming ruling could help determine the answer to an urgent question. Who should regulate the crypto industry? They're talking about this Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. Stuart chimes in and says, no matter how you dissect it, the experts agree. The outcome of the Ripple case will likely have a significant impact on crypto's future in the United States. And that's what I'm saying is Ripple never did an ICO. So look at how Ripple conducted their operations from the very beginning, right? Look at how they did the initial dis distribution of the coins. And that's, that's kind of how what you need to go look at. When you go vet your investments right now in the cryptocurrency space, and you're trying to figure out, is my you know crypto going to be a security or is it, is it a currency or, or some other digital financial asset, commodity, uh, you need to put it through that test. How was the initial distribution done? Did they have the project completed when they started to sell off the tokens? Uh, and, and did they do an ICO? Or was that money used to fund the company or the development? Run it through that test, along with looking at the initial distribution of the tokens. Now, um, I thought this was basically right spot on over the target with kind of how I see this thing playing out too. We have all the money, real Lisa Daly on Twitter. Here's what I think will happen with the SEC versus Ripple case. Judge Torres makes her decision, calls the attorneys to disclose her dis uh, decision. Before it's written in the books, the parties have a chance to settle in order to show both as winners. SEC wants sales before 2013 to 2015 or between 2013 to 2015 before FinCEN judgment declared securities. Everything after 2015 are not securities. Ripple pays a fine. Both sides can be seen as winners. XRP becomes the first altcoin to have clarity. So, it makes sense. It makes sense, right? Because 
what, what, what we're looking at is a scenario where both sides are able to say that they won and you provide clarity, right? Because in that type of settlement, you do provide clarity that if you did it like Ripple, you know, uh, if you did it like Ripple from 2013 to 2015, you're going to get in trouble because they weren't doing KYC for all of the people that they were giving XRP to and selling XRP to. So that's why FinCEN came in and they had that settlement. Then Ripple became a money service business and started doing KYC on everyone. Now, the interesting thing is the SEC would be basically asserting that those sales were securities. I, I don't think that those sales would classify as a security because once again, you still have an XRP currency network that's already developed. Had they built out all of the utility and had they built out on-demand liquidity? No, no, absolutely not. But it was already a completed uh, currency. It was already a decentralized network. Um, you know, so nonetheless, though, if they settle up, then Ripple doesn't even have to make that acknowledgement, really, that those were uh, sales of a security, right? Um, so once again, this case, very close, guys, very close. Uh, we're expecting a, a ruling from the judge here in the next couple months by the end of March is what the lawyers are saying. Okay. And, and I've just been saying this the whole time. I do think that it is going to be a settlement. Good guy. Gary will get to cheer, clap, pat himself on the back. And then they get to hide all Hinman. They get to hide all the uh, Jay Clayton. They get to hide all the corruption, right? But, um, they will still have the ability to go after 90% of the space that did the ICOs, did unregistered securities, ha didn't have a completed project, but they raised money and funds to fund that development. But we have another one. This one from Fred Rispoli. We're suing Coinbase to get everyone their songbird and flare back. Check pin tweet for signup info and please follow HODL law for updates. So I did send um, Fred a uh, direct message. Let me make sure that I follow HODL law. And uh, it sounds like Fred might be down to come on the show. So I'm hoping that we can get Fred on to talk about this case. I mean, I might be interested in signing up because uh, like I've been saying, right, we started talking about this with the buyback committee, Article 12, take free rule. We, ha we have to understand our rights as digital asset investors. For me, I, I mean, I'm ready. Sign me up, right? Class action lawsuit against Coinbase to get our songbird and flare. Uh, if that's what we have to do, if that's what it has to come to, it's unfortunate, but we better make our claim now before the two-year period and we have that take-free rule come in to where no claim has been made, they've already sold off the interest of the property, you no longer have rights to that digital asset. Thank you very much for participating. And Brian Armstrong sails off into the sunset. Um, and so for me, with my public platform, I'm just gonna continue to call out Brian Armstrong, Coinbase, where are we at? Where's the update? You can do better. I don't get, uh, you know, we don't really care about what, what you've put out so far. First half of 2023, come on. And where's the songbird at? So, so we got to get better at that. It, you know, we got to get the communications up from Brian Armstrong from Coinbase. And they need to respect the XRP community because we're going to be coming into a serious amount of wealth. They know that as well as we do. Brian knows about XRP and Ripple very well. And so I, I would suggest that they start paying the XRP community a little bit more respect, right? Because um, I don't mind Coinbase. I mean, the platform's always worked for me. It's been solid. But this this has been the end of it for me. 
for Coinbase. You know, I was just actually going to go buy some crypto today. And I was thinking about, oh, you know, I'm already tapped into Coinbase. But I was like, nope, nope. How can I forget how they've already screwed us over, right? And that was my mistake two years ago when I had um, some XRP on Coinbase for the Flare airdrop, uh, snapshot, I should say. And now here, two years later, I'm kicking myself for that. But, you know, you live and you learn in crypto, right? And so, um, you know, you know, we're going to see what Fred has to say in regards to this case. I'm very much looking forward to having him on the platform. That's going to be awesome. And then um, we're going to get his thoughts, too, on, on kind of what the buyback committee has been working on as well. And, and just, you know, I put out another red folder session today just because the committee update uh, updated us yesterday from Jimmy. And, uh, you know, we're just going to continue to understand our legal positioning right now in this space. We're going to continue to try to understand our rights as digital asset investors, right? If my red folder offends you, uh, sorry, not sorry. We got to understand what's going on. And I'm going to keep my documents in a red folder so I don't lose them like our president did. Uh, so, so, and that's the deal. And I've been talking with Jimmy, talked with Jimmy again yesterday. And um, we're going we're gonna to continue to press on because... Uh, this, this is not just going to be relevant to XRP holders. This is going to be relevant to everyone in the digital asset space. Okay. So uh, it's not just XRP holders that have probably lost out on airdrops or lost NFTs that have gotten stolen. And then guys, like literally this law as, as written and adopted by four states already, if you don't make a claim at your stolen NFT within two years and someone sold it off, you've lost your rights to that property. So that's what I mean is it impacts everyone in the digital asset space. So forget the 50K Fed buyback. That's not, that. that's part of the conversation. And it's, it is an important part of the conversation, I, I will add. But this, this, this is going to impact everyone. So we got to understand it. So I'm excited. We got Reggie coming on. We're going to get his thoughts. Uh, you know, how, how do we position ourselves against these entities that are working against us? And then we're going to get Fred on, hopefully, for the update on this you know, class action lawsuit that he's filing against Coinbase. And there's going to be other exchanges to file against, too, right? It's unfortunate that we got to get the lawyers involved, but hey, that's where we're at. Now, a little bit of uh, speculation. Sadanachi on Twitter. Tomorrow is the end of the Ripple XRP lawsuit. Honestly, I am exhausted. I could never imagine I would ever start this journey. I have probably lost lifespan with sleepless nights, but I have the feeling it is necessary evil if we are able to take it from a constructive manner. I have no idea where this guy is coming from. I saw everyone in the community was all on top of this. Uh, this tweet has over 200,000 views. So obviously this one got shared around today. Um, but then I also saw that he put out this chart, which is, you know, the same technical analysis that we've all been looking at, right? Which he asked, will this time be different? The same positioning that we did last time before we did just the, the, the biggest move, right? I mean, one of the biggest moves of last bull run was XRP. And you guys can see here on that chart, it's the same deal that we've all been looking at. I have no idea though, where this guy, you know, comes up with this claim that tomorrow is going to be the end of the Ripple versus XRP lawsuit. And so I, I did not want to clickbait everyone and say, case ends tomorrow, red alert, clickbait, thumbnail. Um, didn't want to do that. But it is interesting to see the timing of Brad once again going to speak at Davos 
Um, they've already made a couple of appearances there, obviously. But doing all of this in the middle of the SEC lawsuit, right? It's it's almost as if they're just untouchable. Uh, the SEC doesn't have any standing, and that's all going to be proven, right? And the settlement allows both sides to claim victory, both sides to go about their way, and for all of the corruption that those guys committed uh, to, to not see the light of day, or at least to see the light of day, but nothing gets done. Um, I'm not going to hold my breath for the Republicans in Congress to actually come after these guys. But nonetheless, um, we'll see if that date comes to fruition. I'm over the dates. I, d I don't know about you guys. Uh, as far as, you know, right now, what I just focus on is the timelines um, and, and windows of opportunity. So where we're at is a couple months here, we should see the ruling coming down from the judge. It would be a prime time for a settlement. And uh, other than that, it's just a matter of how much of this asset can we stack before they flip the switch. The technical analysis, guys, is so simple. I mean, I mean the levels that we go to after the breakout is absolutely massive. And that's why I'm really I'm really worried that many people aren't prepared for this. What's going to happen in this space? Uh, many people are falling once again for this fake out rally that we're in the middle of. FOMOing in, FOMOing in, chasing green candles on projects. Uh, the most recent deals that I've seen have been the AI coins. So literally, just because Chat GPT has everyone playing with playing with it, you know, playing with their computer every night asking AI to solve all their problems. Um, some of the AI coins in the crypto space pumped. Guys, that's just fake. I mean, it's just hype. There's nothing really being built there that matters If that I've seen, right? Is AI going to be big? AI is going to be the biggest. It's going to be massive. But these little AI coins that just have AI at the end of them are doing nothing. And so once again, it's like the, the crypto space never learns. So we FOMO into AI projects, right? Um, you know, Doge will catch a pump still, right? Uh, this stuff's still going on. I mean, and the Bitcoin maxis, still drinking that Kool-Aid, right? Uh, calling the bottom already being in. When, when the technical analysis shows us there's no reason to get excited. We have a ways to go before we can get excited and claim that the bottom has actually came in, right? But once again, the same people don't learn. And then all of the new people that are waking up to the situation, they're seeing these announcements that Saudi Arabia is going to start doing deals outside of the U.S. dollar. They're seeing that these central banks are hoarding, buying record amounts of gold. They're seeing that the London's Metals Exchange is at the lowest level the vault's ever been at in its history. They're seeing that their 401k portfolio getting smacked. The worst year ever for bonds. Third worst year ever for the 60-40 portfolio. They call up their financial advisor and he says, trust me, bro. Just keep holding. Just like the Bitcoin bros. Just keep hodling. And so for us, what we see here, these suppressed assets, the ones that the chosen few here in the crypto space that have done the research, put in the work, put in the time to actually find out who's actually solving problems and getting something done that matters. Not just hyping it up, not just showing up at the Bitcoin, the, the, the blockchain conference, setting up a booth, doing photo ops, shaking some hands, and not actually getting anybody to actually uh, use and adopt their cryptocurrency. See, see, I put out a tweet yesterday and I said, most partnerships do not matter. Now, 
you can see that very clear as day, right? All of these projects claim all these partnerships, right? All these projects are, are, are partnered up. They got them on their governing council. They've done this and that. Have you seen any of these, you know, people that are partnered up with these crypto projects actually acquire the token? Where's the announcement? Because we can see it with XRP. We, we can see it. Right? We can see it with Stellar. MoneyGram starting to use Stellar. Uh, Ukraine starting to use Stellar. Uh, you know, the different utility cases that have been coming with XLM are relatively small. Don't get me ex as excited as XRP. The people who are acquiring XRP are a little bit bigger. Pockets a little bit deeper. Move a little bit more money. Who's bought HBAR? Right? That, that's my point. Who's actually acquiring these tokens to use and adopt and actually implement into their business versus they got consultation from the project, right? That's not a partnership. That's not a partnership that matters. And so once again, I put out my state of the union yesterday uh, to start off with a, well, that's what I titled my Twitter spaces. And the first 10 minutes I gave my 2023 crypto state of the union. If you guys didn't see that, I recorded that portion of the Twitter and uh, I posted it on YouTube yesterday. So just look up 2023 Crypto State of the Union, where I summarized my ideas with where we're at in this market and what I'm expecting for this year. And so go, go back and check that out, guys. But you guys know the deal. Our investment thesis has not changed. It just continues to actually be confirmed by what we're seeing on a daily basis. Okay. But the data that I'm seeing, we started it out going over real estate. We go into cryptocurrency. And you guys can see what, what's still left to be cleaned up, what's still left to uh, get taken out. And we are not done. I wish we were. I wish the bottom was in. I wish we could pump it. I wish the case would be settled tomorrow, but it probably won't. We probably have a little bit longer to go. But hey, imagine we've been in this thing for two years. You're telling me that within the next two months, there's a pretty darn good chance that it could settle up and be over? Sounds good to me. I can, enjoy, I can enjoy and take advantage of that next two months, acquire this asset before the massive breakout. I mean, and, and with the technical analysis, guys, all they're doing is debating on whether or not we go to $7 or $30 on the first initial pump. Or, eh, if you're going to get a little bit tighter, 7 to $13, right? Obviously, there's some technical analysis, guys. Most of them, you can't take them credibly because they're just XRP haters. Most of them, Bitcoin maxis, are the types that say that XRP won't even go to its previous all-time high. So I just don't even take that into account. They, 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 they talk about some of these projects just going to the most absurd prices and say that we're delusional for thinking that XRP can go past its previous all-time high. But anyone that I respect in the TA space, it's just a debate. Are we going, you know, 7 to 13, you know? Some people think $20, $30, right? Um, what I like to see was in that overall cryptocurrency market cap, that all the money timeline that I talked about. 2025, we see the overall cryptocurrency market cap achieve $20 trillion. So that'd be almost a 10x from what we did last bull run, achieving $3 trillion in overall market cap. We would be going upwards close to 30 right? Almost a 10x. And then by 2027, we'd be at a $100 trillion plus. Um, and so, guys, remember, um, whether this case settles up tomorrow, two months, next year, it's set in stone what's about to happen here.
I mean, it's absolutely set in stone. You want to debate if XRP is going to be a $20 coin or if it's going to be a $20,000 coin. We can have that conversation. I lean uh, towards the latter. I lean towards a three, four, five digits because I understand how big these problems are and I understand how few projects actually get anything done. So once again, uh, big sessions coming up. Reggie Middleton, hopefully we get Fred on here. And a uh, couple other big ones. I'm trying to remember. I got my list over there. We're going to get Jimmy back on the show. Jimmy will be coming back on. And then um, we're going to probably try to do these Twitter spaces once a week. So make sure you guys are tapped in over on Twitter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.